What's up, bro? Man, you know, I'm glad to be up in here. Yeah, yeah. So it's been probably, oh man, probably like a year, year and a half. Yeah, something like that since the last time we talked. Yeah. And I really haven't seen you. I've, saw, I've seen you a little bit, but I haven't seen you much lately. It's been a while. Yeah, man. You know, kind of keeping low. I mean, well, it's been pretty crazy busy. I got all the kids now full swing with all their athletics. Yeah. The two crazy gymnasts, and now I got my little dude wrestling, which that is. I didn't know that. What's up? Man, You, I couldn't get any prouder than that, even just to see him on the mats, just seeing him. It, it, that, to me, was cool. I don't care if the, if he wrestles ever. Yeah. I just want him to get in there and just be comfortable. If he chooses to, he has a great resource. I can help him. Okay. But I think it, he kind of turned the corner. I was kind of – I watch him from the side. I can't coach him because I catch myself, like, jumping, going, oh, no, pay attention, do this. And I, I did roll it back and say, damn, man, hold on. He's five years old. Don't do that. What time did you uh, – like, what age did you start wrestling? 14. Okay. So, yeah, so I didn't to, want to think if you did it, if it fi- like starting that early, man. Ridiculous. It's so crazy the space we're in now currently to where I talk about this in fighting too all the time. Like these people starting so early, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's insane to me. No, I, I wouldn't know. Like it, he is so far above anything that I ever knew, even in like the eighth grade. Yeah. He knows more than I knew. So it's one of those deals that I'm going to let him be and then see what it is. Yeah. Like I, I see little flashes of it and I go, ooh. Like he gets it. I mean, he took a dude, slammed him on his head, and then pinned him over. He looked over at me. I said, "Oh, that's." <laughs> but I'm trying to like be impartial because there's other people's kids, and I don't yeah. want to be that guy. But it's really cool to see it. Or like my older my older girls, you can see there's flashes of you go, "Ooh, there's something special in there." But I don't ever want them to hang their worth on athletics. Yeah, don't want that. Yeah. Don't want it all. I tell them, look, if you ever want to quit something. You promised your teammates a year and that for whatever that season is, you stay for that season and then you can try anything you want. I'm not invested in, like, they love gymnastics. I'm not invested in that. I'm invested in them, like, learning other skills or, like, being around other little kids or just being socially adequate. Yeah. Because being around other kids, whether it's male, female, rich, poor, it doesn't matter. Like, you guys are all working together and kind of doing the thing think that that is the big lesson of all the sports is and it took me i don't shit out it took me till now to realize this shit i've been an athlete since i'm damn six years old yeah and it took me till now it's not the win it's the work yeah that's the whole it's not even the win it i was so focused i remember being so focused on the win i just wanted to win well we talked about last time you on you were on and and this is this audience has shifted and grown since then so a lot of people may not even know that context but so let's circle back. First off, let's tell everyone who you are, what you do, because you you have a few accolades that are worth mentioning. You know what I mean? And uh, there may be some people that haven't caught you. You know, the, the other two times you've been on here with me. So all right. So I am lifelong athlete, every level that you can get to. Um, started off as just a regular kid. I mean, my father's extreme. My whole father's side of the family is extreme athlete athletes. All of them. Well, any one of them should have been playing on Sunday, all of them. So I'm the runt. One of my sisters, six foot two, yeah. and I'm little. And then you kind of fast forward from there. So I played every sport known to man that was free because we had no money. So it was wrestling, football, baseball, track, basketball, all things that, you know, cost you like 30 bucks. Yeah. And then um, so high school, um, football, wrestling, track, and baseball. I was captain of all of them. 
and then college wrestling scholarship, Central Michigan University. After that, spent some time at Auburn University as a strength coach for their football team uh, in 0405, and then was at the Citadel Military College, got my graduate degree over there, and was their, was their graduate assistant strength coach, and then started pursuing MMA pretty big at that time. Back when they didn't do blood tests, you didn't know your you didn't know your opponent. You didn't like when we walked through the back the back room this morning. That is exactly what was going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they say, "Hey, you got some warm up music?" Nah, I don't know. Play something loud. Yeah, <laughs> you got some Nike shorts on, and they give you a pair of gloves. You got some weird dude in the back that's taping your hands. You have no idea who this is. I don't know who I'm going to fight. I don't know what weight class. We're just going to and throw. Yeah. So it was that weird Wild West time from like 2004 to 2010. Yeah. And then uh, it was that one thing. At, in 2010, I figured out real quick that that probably wasn't the path forever because I was sitting front row. Remember that guy that died in Charleston? Yeah. We were front row. Yeah. The fir- one of the very first deaths in that front row sitting right next to his brother. And dude got killed, and um, my wife turned next to me. She goes, I never want to see you there again. Yeah. So what am I say? Yeah, I'm going. Right. So that said, ah, no, I'm good. So then went to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because um, the wrestling background is just a seamless fit. It's very easy. And that. <laughs> it's very easy. Shit. So you get a figure, though. I say it's easy. Yeah. It's, no, it's, I get you. I get you. It's easy from. because of you already have your base. You, I'm sure you know some wrestlers, right? Yeah. We're a little bit weird. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. So if you're a wrestler, no, no shade, but you know you're a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the reason why I say we're all weird is you will break yourself in order to break that person. Mm-hmm. You're you're fighting with somebody for decades that doesn't want to be fought with, and so. You're lifting weights that wiggling and like fighting you back. So usually pretty crazy strong. Kind of mean is because you're trying to break somebody's spirit. Mm-hmm. You don't want to you know, you don't hurt them if you don't have to, but right. I mean, you will if you need to. You're gonna hurt them for the hurt you. So so for me for 20 years of me folding dudes up, jujitsu was it was simple. Yeah. Not to say it was easy because there were some there were some fundamentals. Yeah. That you okay don't leave your neck out don't leave your hand out don't leave your leg out. And then once you get the fundamentals, then you let the grappling take over, and it's like breathing. So they go to turnover and then get squashed, and you go, oh, that wasn't that bad. You yeah. show a wrestler two moves, uh, an arm bar and an arm triangle because they can stay on top, and they're usually going to be pretty good. Yeah. And then they'll pressure them, and jiu-jitsu guys don't like to go on their feet, and they get all gassed up. <laughs> now, now, now the, the guys are monsters. It's, it's so, an evolution, man. It's an evolution in the sport. It's uh, not just it's not ju- just jiu-jitsu anymore. It's, it's just they're walking in and learning MMA. Yeah. They're not no. walking in and learning one you know, specialty and then compounding that or trying to learn something else after they – like the biggest thing for me I always saw was like mine was boxing and kickboxing. So like – then trying to teach me wrestling Ooh, hard. To, against that, and then trying to teach me jujitsu. When at the end of the day, I just my mentality was okay. I'm not going to grasp all these things. I just need enough skill to get, um, you know, defend a takedown, get back to standing up, 
get out of submission, get back to standing up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be down there because I'm not comfortable there. You know? Yeah. And, and so now it's like they're walking in these gyms and they're learning to be uncomfortable in every fucking position. Dude, you know all I mean? them kids would mop me up. Yes. So <laughs> no, I don't know about dude, all that, but like, it's, all right, put it like this: if they were if they were given the same amount of training yeah. and they they came from a kind of a bad place, yeah, okay, socio yeah, yeah, socioeconomic. Yeah, when yes, you come up yes. real broke, you kind of real tough. Mm-hmm. So they came from that same that same cloth. And they were taught that stuff. That's a scary dude. Yeah, very scary. Because we can do to them. They ain't gonna quit. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> they ain't gonna quit. So you're gonna have to either break their arm or knock them out. Yeah. Like one of the two. So it's a little different. Then after the jujitsu thing, I, like I got hurt a bunch of times. Man, I've been hurt like 15, 16 big. Oh, dude! Big I'm, I, since I've known you for a couple of years, you've been had massive injuries that most people would just be debilitated for the rest of their life. It's so lame. So, <laughs> like, the the mind, so, like, when I said that wrestlers are weird, like, yeah. we're weird dudes, like, the mind is way tougher than your body will hold up. So, once you realize, man, I'm in control of this flesh bag, I can make you do whatever I want, and that, unfortunately, the body has an expiration date of how many times you can push that red button, Yeah, and then it breaks. It is what it is. But the mind still says, mm I'm going right now. I don't care if I did just break my arm. We're still fighting right now. So after getting hurt on and off, like I've been grappling since 2004. Yeah. Long time. But I have to take year stretches off. And during those stretches, I got into crazy regional CrossFit stuff and strongman training. Well, that's what I want to talk about, too, because you've set world records for weighted pull-ups, I believe. What what weight was that? Uh, 209.1 around the waist. That's insane. That is insane. (laughs) That's me pulling up with another person, my weight hanging off of me. Now, the the background, though, sucks because I tore my bicep three times getting that stupid thing. And you wanted it. (laughs) Oh, now, now, granted. Then the reason, because I wanted one time to, their, my kids to say, look, he really was Superman for real. Yeah. That, you know, kids always think their dad is that guy. But I really wanted to say, all right, look, I didn't come from nothing. Not really, not really gifted at much of nothing. You're just tough. So if you say you can do it, do it. Who's, who's say you can't? And then after that, I got the collarbone cut off because, you know, there's so much wear and tear. Yeah. I had to get the collarbone cut off. Yeah. And then... Um, <laughs> And then after that, I said, you know what? I said I was going to be world champion in 2017. It got hurt again. And I put it on social media because if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to put it out there because I can't take it back. It gives you some accountability, too. I can't take yeah. it back. And yeah. I said it, and I was so pissed because I couldn't do it because mm-hmm. I got hurt. And then I left it there. I said, you know what? Hell no. I said what I said, and I was going to be the best that ever breathed for a brief minute in time. So I said – I took the picture of – the two medals for the IBJJF and then posted them to my squat rack when I came out of my garage. So I'd come out of my garage and look at me right in the face. And so I put another one, 2019 world champion, right on my mirror as I got out of the damn shower. And I put another one on the speedometer to my truck to the right side so I could still see how fast I'm damn going. Yeah. But everywhere I went, I just said, mm-mm. So anytime that you were going, oh, I don't want to go to practice, fuck that. You did. You said what you said. Now do it. So how are you gonna not? So every day, sometimes two days, you get after it and do the thing. And then I was blessed enough to where I went out to Vegas and said, "To hell with it. I'm gonna buy my ticket. I'm getting my hotel, and then I'm not coming back without it." Yeah. So you go down there, and I tore my hamstring the second match out of seven. Um, but I didn't go there to get second. So with one leg, you go there and whip their ass. Yeah. 
It just is what it is. I mean, it's torn. <laughs> you know, it is what it do? is. Like you're not gonna. It's not gonna fix itself in that short amount of that weekend. You know, what I mean, I might as well. I would have did it again twice. Yeah, because had I known that, I would have blown my quad all the way off, and then may have never, and may have never gotten that shot again. How did you tear your hamstring in the match? What happened? Um, well, there was a dude from Alaska, crazy tough dude. That's a weird place. I mean, there's nothing there's fucking Japan. else to do there, nah. so I guess, you know. Dude, there's people from Japan, Brazil. Right, but Alaska, I've never heard. I don't even know of a fighter out of Alaska. <laughs> but that's interesting, okay. Yeah, so I had hooks in on him, and he shot some kind of shot. It was a good shot, and I hipped in, and then I put the hooks in. I was going to be riding legs, and I was cranking for uh, a damn power half. I was going to try to try to put him in the twister. Yeah. And I, had, I was cranking hard, and I just felt this weird little boom, boom. It was like Ooh. a like two. Felt like yep. that. And I let it go, and we end up finishing on points. And I'm thinking, how was wrong with my leg? I'm walking around. It was, t- it was tight. My knee wouldn't bend. I was going, fuck. And I didn't say nothing to Wayne because I'm not trying to say this. And I was already yeah. – and I, I had made up my headspace of like, you know what? You're going to have to take me out in an ambulance or that's the only way I'm going out. Yeah. It's going to have to tear. It's going to have to take me out. So after that, it's like I went on autopilot. You hear people saying, oh, man, everything was slow. Uh-uh. It felt like I was on turbo. Mm-hmm. Everything just, I don't know what was going on. Maybe it was urgency. I don't know what the hell. But yeah, it, you knew that you had to, yeah. Everything instead of, instead like, of like letting that match go any longer than it needed to because that's just going to prolong like that. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, like the injury is going to get worse like, and worse. Mm-mm. Yeah. You put the middle finger and I said, all right, let's go. And they were, I remember one match they called me up five minutes after I finished. I walked, I didn't even didn't take a water tied my belt back up and walked right back out on the damn thing and fought again. Yeah. So it was one of those deals. It was so cool to to see your coach because he's the one who told me that, that I could do it. I rolled with him a couple times. He said, man, I think you could win the Worlds. Yeah. I'm saying, bullshit, shut up, man. He said, no, I'm not joking. He said, I'm – He's Wayne, a black belt. Yeah, Wayne is not a bullshitter. Yeah. yeah. And he just said it what it was. So without him saying that, I wouldn't have chased it. But if you breathe it in there, I'm probably going to try to grab it. Yeah. So now – I have fully kind of came to grips with, I will say it out loud, I would never compete at that level again. Yeah. Never. And I have to say that. Otherwise, my athlete in me would say, oh, yeah, you could do it. Because, yeah, could I do it? Hell, yeah, I could do it. But what's going to happen? How old are you now? I'm going to be 40 in March. Nice. Okay. I'm getting, you know, I got to see them crazy. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean. I'm in, I'm in like the, I just joked with somebody the other day. I'm in like the 20th season of uh, midlife awareness. <laughs> midlife awareness. So it's not, it's not a crisis Everyone unless it's bad, that. right? Everyone needs that. Man, let's drink some of this tequila. Hey man, let's go. Last time you brought some and we didn't drink any on the show, so I figured we'd have a little bit. Oh, yeah. You smell right. It's some good stuff. Um, I haven't had it yet, but yeah, it's smooth. It's some decent, it's some decent bottle. I it's, like uh, that. A Campo Bravo. It's a. It's gonna be a Blanco, and I mean it's 100% agave, so you know it's good. But it wasn't that expensive. I just was like, man, let me grab something kind of quick and see if we can drink it, you know, on you know straight up. And I don't like ice in mine. No, I've done, I feel like I've become man. a connoisseur. So we have this like you got bougie other, now. Yeah, we got this little tequila <laughs> series going now, and it's like, well, I mean, I don't know if it's bougie. It's more like just pour it in the fucking glass. No, I love <laughs> you it. You don't have to do anything. You know? I love it, man. Where you just like, hey. Look, give me something good. Don't come at me with no BS. Yeah. I know what's good, what's not. Yeah. And that now you're after it. 
Yeah. My brother in law is like that with bourbon. He knows what's what. Man, I have to be careful with that shit. I don't know what it is. It scares me now. I, I feel like it's it's tied to my past. Super. You know? Super so, strong. like, it's, well, it's just to my, like, it's tied to my rough past that oh, I don't really? want to reconnect to. You know what I mean? So it's that. like, so it's like, yeah, I'm not, not even opening that box ever. Now you're a fine human being these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> things are different. <laughs> things are turned around. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, with tequila, that's the only thing I would really drink. Me too. Because I don't feel I don't feel bad the next day. Me either. Well, I mean, I gotta work out later. I'm yeah, drinking it right now. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, no, no, just one or two shots. I, I mean, drinks. So, you know, I think people get get they get too down too far down one rabbit hole. Like we were talking about, like I'm a diesel truck now. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so so in a past life, like when I was saying like extra wild and I mean probably not even in a healthy way, just too much gas, no brakes. And that I could only see, like, what is a human capable of doing? I couldn't even see, like, normal life enjoyment. I wanted to see how far in the red zone could you get. Yeah. Because I don't know when I'm going to die. I have no idea. I want to see how nasty a human can get. Why do you think that is? Like, I know we talked before about, you know, um, pressure for you. Like you said, you come from a very athletic family, um, come from being, you know, extremely poor. Sure. Um, your dad, you were always trying to compete for your dad's, you know, accepting yeah. and, you know, being proud of you. Yeah. Do you think that pushing the red line, though, what is that? Because I don't feel like it lines with that. I feel like it's, I mean, what is That's it? a little bit of, uh, I don't know if, I don't know what it is. At, I had a conversation with my cousin. I just talked to him before I came in here. I always talk to him before I come in here. That's weird. That's weird. He called shout me. Out, shout out. Shout out to Les. Hell yeah. Did we <laughs> talked about him last yeah, time. Yeah. Les is getting more plugs on this damn show than anybody else. Shit. Shout, Les, shout out to Les. Les, you have to start paying me. Right. Shit. Um, he's up to north somewhere too, like day. Michigan or something. Huh? Yeah, yeah, he's a wild dude. Um, but I think the red line thing is, I guess, when you come from somewhere that they don't expect anything out of you. Yeah. And you're just like the afterthought or like the the working class or like the eh the, you go out and kind of wash the dirt off you where it's almost flying in everybody's face here's a kid from the rust belt of america from no money black dude at that that really by by all standards should probably not be doing a whole lot of nothing just from statistical right. things that you're looking at. And so I give everybody the middle finger because once I realize that they can't control anything that I do ever, you can't, then who's going to tell me no? Yeah. Me? I'm, I'm quitting on me? Are you nuts? So I wanted to see how far can that thing go? Because you hear there's something about mediocrity to me that it is there's something visceral in there where I can't I cannot do it. There's something like lukewarm, even in like if you're looking at scripture type stuff. Yeah. And Jesus himself said, if it's lukewarm, he can't do it. He had to spit it out. Yeah. So either you're all the way in it or you're all the way not. And if I'm ripping the cord, like we're going all the way. And it, I used to think, I'm going to try to explode my heart. I'm going to see if I can die because anything short of dying, I'm probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. And I remember thinking, if I go out, I go out because I had nothing. What what did I really have to worry about? I have nobody. I wasn't married at the time. Even when I was married, she'd be okay. Not until I had the first little person look at me. Did it give me like a man? Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah, that changes the game. Yeah, it's a different it's a different thing. But like the pushing hard to that end, to me, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace to your people. Yeah. So 
your people that made you, they were probably pretty hard. Them motherfuckers was hard. Like your great 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 grandfathers. Oh man, yeah. There's no. Hard, I, I, right? I haven't done the research, but I want to. I, every time I, we start talking, like have conversations with anyone about these type of things, it's like, man, I, I need to do a deep dive to see because, like, there's there's definitely a gene. There's Dude, a gene thing. You know what I mean? They had to have been hard because there's here's like this. If I don't see what this vehicle is supposed to do, that's a disservice to the people that gave it to me. I agree. But my thing is, here's the, what's interesting to me is where does that mentality come from? Because not, not only you, but just in, in you know, vast majority of anyone, the, you know, the select few people that have that mentality. Back then, those hard motherfuckers were just living. They weren't yeah. thinking that. You know what I mean? You know but what? living was different. They were trying now. to survive. Exactly. So it's different. So I rail against soft. I yeah. cannot. I can't. I hate that word can't. Yeah. But I cannot. There's something in me that will not be restrained. It can't. It will not. And that it's gotten me in some trouble. And I've, I'm more calculated with my restraint or my go. But there's something to be said about emptying the gas tank. Because you should never, I will never die with a regret that I did not try hard enough, ever. Yeah. No way. I tried as hard as I could with my marriage. And me, her and I are doing well. I mean, she's a good lady. She puts yeah. up my ass. <laughs> I try as hard as I can to be a father. Yeah. I, and when I go to work, like, I'm, it's, I'm a very compartmentalized person. Where when I'm at work, I am at work. We didn't even talk about what you do now. So you work oh, for the, shit, I'm yeah, sorry. You work for the Department of Defense. Yeah. And so what's your position there? Man, so constantly revising and ramping and trying to figure out how I can make it not what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm a health promotion coordinator. Okay. Nobody knows the hell that is. Yeah. Really and truly we're going over sleep optimization, um, nutritional, Ooh, nutritional competency. Let's get into this shit. Oh yes. yeah. I, hey, I didn't want to cut you off. No, you're good. No, I just got so, excited. Nutritional competency. We have, um, Oh, the physical, the physical restoration part of things. And then we have lifestyle management of trying to tie all these things together. And then what I've been getting into, though, is the Army calls it the holistic, holistic health um, director. So it's H2F. So they have holistic health, which is taking tactical athletes mm. and giving them the tools to stay on the battlefield. So making sure they're strong enough to do everything that they need plus some. So they should be able to grab a buddy and carry them out. They right, should right, be able right. to sprint crazy. They should be carrying a damn machine gun. So on base, what I do is I go into all the different places that, that have various jobs. And so I will go in and I will shadow and I will say, okay, what do we do? Okay. What are the, what are the, the danger facts to it? And then how do we prepare the people to do that job better? So I'm trying to work myself into for lack of better terms, the director of all to where this team over here, okay, what's your philosophy? Who's your audience and what's your capabilities? Got you. This team, same deal. This yeah, team, because there's team. not a, there's not a broad format mm -hmm. that, that there's not a one size fits all, mm -mm. which is very interesting because there is right. I mean, there is as, as far as it is concerned, you know, to the government. Sure. It's like, 
you have these, here's your program. You have these requirements to meet. Okay. You're good to go. Sure. But it depends on your position. Correct. What do you, what do you, you know, what are you qualified for? What do you need to do in this position? Correct. There's some people that are extremely overqualified for certain things. And there's some people that are extremely underqualified for certain things. Yes. Um, case in point, police officers, most of them are fat as fuck. Dude. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? And okay. out of shape. And Dude. look, no hits to them. My wife's one. So I can talk no. shit because she stays in pinnacle shape. You're, but my thing is like, anything wrong. right. My thing is like, there's, there's things that I think, it's so funny you just said that because there's things that are extremely important that you need to be at full capability of that certain position you're in. Correct. Right. If there's some, if you're, if you're that type of person in your position where you don't need to do much things physically, that's fine. Your mental capability better like be a on point. Dispatcher. You know I mean? Right. Exactly. Like a dispatcher, that's fine. you're okay. Yeah. But even then, I still treat them the same. So I treat them the same with different requirements. Yeah. So your work capacity might not be, need to be as high. But your posterior chain needs to be developed way more because you're sitting here with text neck and kyphosis, and then you have zero. I guarantee you, if you've seen a dispatcher, their butt is flat as a pancake because they've been sitting in that you chair sit down all day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sitting in that chair. It's not good it's, for your spinal alignment, nah. right? So even the dispatcher, they need intervention. So just figuring out, okay, police force as a whole, you got your door kickers. Yeah, they need to be door kickers. Yes. And that you have your patrolmen, they need to have single limbed yeah. abilities. There needs to be something there, like in in the we got into this whole spat going through the pandemic and people saying you know, about what you know, what you know, the things with officers and you know, just all the things, but at the end of the day, you need to be physically cap- capable of your position in all realms. Like so if you are a patrol officer, of course, you may have to get your ass out and chase someone, you may have to do something, you know. Like you yeah. need to be able to do that. You know, you or need you to protect die. someone, but yeah, you could die or you also need to be, you're <laughs> to serve and protect. Yeah. Are you physically capable to get out of there and protect someone in a, in, you know, timely manner? Unfortunately, most defenders can't defend. Exactly. And that this is the, the, the sad reality. Just, just to be honest, number one, it's funding and it's mentality, right? It doesn't come down to the individual no. that has a position like nothing against those individuals no, that are God currently no. in those positions. Because my thing is, you're brave enough to do it, especially if you may be physically incapable of doing something. You're yeah. still sitting there and putting your life on the line. So if, I'm not hating on them. I'm thinking. I'm just criticizing the you know powers that be. Yes. So it, I think it's funding and mentality, not by the police, yeah. but by the decision makers. Right. So decision makers, unfortunately, they don't give money until you have numbers. Mm-hmm. And so I've rolled this back. So I look at it the same way that I'm talking about this now, same way that armed forces. So we, it's same, same. So what I do is I try to provide numbers to get justification, to get money. So police need the same thing. If you can provide numbers, how many people have back injuries? If you can provide numbers of how many suspects have gotten away, how many people have been killed in line of duty, right. how many, you mean, on and on and on. If you can get those numbers and then give a, a viable solution mm-hmm. to say, okay, here's what we need to do. You need to pay this person. At, you need to start them out of the academy at 60 Gs. Yeah. 60 right off the rip because that's a livable wage, right? 60 G yeah. inflation yeah, right sucks. now. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Right now that's a great way. I mean, G's. that's most than a lot of them are making. Yeah. I can tell you that right now but from experience. That yeah. needs to be base minimum 60 yeah. and then you attract higher quality candidates. And so you should have mental and physical screenings and higher and higher, higher stringent standards to get in. Yeah. But you pay more because you pay more, you get what you pay for. Exactly. And that if you're paying teachers and first responders like you are actors and athletes, 
you're gonna get quality people and you're gonna have less issues. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know what's it gonna take to make this ever happen. I don't, you know, it's like people stop pretending yeah. like it ain't happening. Yeah, but it, I mean, it, at some point it comes to a head, right? Because with with the evolution of humanity and the evolution of society comes the evolution of the job, right? Correct. The job used to be completely different. That's correct. You know, the job used to be where the violence wasn't as you know mm-hmm. prevalent, so that person didn't need to be as qualified as they need to be now. You mm-hmm. know, so it's, I feel like the 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 actual position it's evolved but the powers that be haven't made them you know just they need to break off some change yeah. because there's enough taxes to go around I promise you that mm-hmm. um, they need to break off some change for the officers and like Jocko said they should train 30% of the time so yeah if, not once a year qualifying with the pistol no, dude you know? if you're offenders right so let's say that you and I were deciding to go just do bad stuff downstairs yeah and a regular old police a regular cop car comes up and they try to do something nine and a half times out of 10, they are going to get hurt. Yeah. It's not a good thing because you have average people that train like killers now. Yeah. And like you were saying that even MMA is so different. Yeah. If you have average people training like killers that could physically bounce somebody off the ground like that real easy. Yeah. Your police force should be higher trained. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like you should, it should be militant. Like, yeah, yeah. And, well, I and, love it. And the same thing with military, right? I so you're in, a, you're in a position to where you're in civilian, you're civilian working in a military environment, but yeah. you're in charge of, you know, you know, lining up right. these, these things for the military. Um, I count them in the same breath. Well, do you, so what's it look like? And I know there's certain things you may can talk about and cannot, but sure. so what's it look like? What's it look like with you? How much freedom do you have to say, okay, hey, we need to make some adjustments here because, okay, so you do have the freedom there. All of it. So they're listening and saying, okay, they're taking, you know, in that. So what, at what level is it like, okay, we need to make some changes? When does that start filtering down, I guess? So without numbers, you get no attention. Right, exactly. And so sometimes you just have to go do do something. You just have to do something. So you may have to get a volunteer base okay. where you get 20 people that are going to say, hey, I'm going to do this thing. And you say from baseline to this point, this is what has happened. And then, by the way, this is what this is the dollar amount that it will save. Okay. And then people go, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Can we do that? And then you go, yeah, absolutely. Here's the template. Here's the plan. You let me know if you need any help. And then you go from there. So that way there's no pressure because I am just a civilian. I don't, right. I don't run anything. I can only suggest the most optimal way to go forward and then just try to come at it with a spirit of, look, I'm just trying to help. If you don't want it, that's cool. But I'm telling you that this is the most optimal way to go. And you let me know what level you're ready to, you're ready to play ball. Yeah. So the same thing can be said about your EM, your EMTs, your EMTs, your firemen and your police. So what level that they're ready to play ball is what level that the civilians are going to get care. So if your EMTs, are 150 pounds overweight and they cannot deadlift their weight plus some. Yeah. They cannot lift you out of your house. Agreed. If, if you're firemen, if, cause they, they have plenty of time to train. Some of them are really strong. Yeah. Some of them are not. Right. If your firemen are slack and my kids in a fire and my kid dies because of your capability, I'm going to have, that's a very good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to have a serious problem yeah. with that. Now, should I trust that you're going to get them? No, but that's the position that you're, we're you put hold in. that position to where it is your responsibility. If that you know, if that 
scenarios there. Yes. Right? Which is unfortunate because we have no control over that. No. And the only thing we, we could do is just say, hey, let's all the adults get at the table, the yeah. ones that are not afraid to just say what it is, yeah. and say, look, call the baby ugly. Yeah, because it's, it's not a situation of saying, you suck, you're not good. No. It's just a matter of things need to be reorganized to where those people that the qualified individuals need to be in the positions. Yes. Right. But so the structure's adjusted. It's no fault of the person who's in the position itself no, now, because not. I don't want anyone to hear this and say, thank oh God, you know, I don't want to hear, hear this say, well, fuck you. I, I do this and I work hard. Yeah. No, I, I agree. You do. But there's, there's things that need to change from the upper levels that, that, you know, that funnels down to where, um, those things can be adjusted. It's systemic. Yeah. So exactly. It's no fault of any other no. single position persons. And, and I have full support of anybody in those positions. Dude, you know what I mean? Man, I'm telling you, if anybody is the biggest supporter, it's this guy. Yeah. Cause we need it. Yeah. When people say, Oh, defund this and take no, this away that, and do that. Dude. No, hell no. no. You need to double down. Yeah. And that the people that you call an emergency that everybody's so mad at and nobody wants to act like they're there. Guess when something bad happens, who they're calling? They don't have anyone else to call. So, okay, that's why I say get the adults at the table. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not a politician. I have no idea how this works. Yeah, they, this they is probably, not a political discussion. This, uh, this is more of a uh, fucking he knows what's what, up. physical they, capability. They, they would shoot me down. Yeah. <laughs> I can never. Because <laughs> yeah. once you start telling the truth, people's faces start sweating. And yeah, then they, no they're like, no, no, no. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking well, about. But you don't want it, like what the thing is is like it's not a matter of um, it's it's not an opinion. You're, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's we're not. It's opinion. Just facts. Yeah, it's facts. And the thing is like when you make decisions, especially when it comes to life or death, there's there's no room for your fucking no. feelings getting hurt. You know what I mean? Hmm. And it's cool. Like let's say that you're you're not a physically strong person, and maybe you are a little overweight because you enjoy some food. That's fine. That's fine. But that's where you're in like a a teaching position where you teach them how to do. The, the life-saving things or you're a, a curriculum instructor and like you're maybe you're really gifted at yeah. doing that thing cool but then work towards being physically competent so you can get back in the field yeah so that's one of those deals that i would never ever disparage somebody that may not be in good physical condition because they may just not have been either number one given the opportunity to figure out exactly how to do that yeah or number two they're not paid barely enough they're trying to work two jobs just to stay afloat yeah so i get it and that if you didn't grow up in a certain way, you might already start off with a deficit. Yeah, I mean, there's so many there's so many elements that come into you know why someone may be not at, not at their peak performance on any level, which is sure. unfortunate. But some of us get a swift kick in the ass from the jump. Some of us never do until it's almost too late, and then trying to turn it around, and then it's too late. You know, so like there's no there's no blueprint. It's just a matter of at what point does someone switch flip to wherever they can. You know. Somebody needs to tell the truth. Right. And well, that, that's, that helps a lot. This is where yeah. when, when you're not afraid to hurt feelings with just objectiveness, you usually get a pretty visceral response on one side or the other. Doesn't yeah. matter. And, man, people, oh, man, politics, religion, raise your kids, don't talk about it. Bullshit. Talk about all that. Yeah. Look, we're all regular people. Regular. Everybody's the same. I don't care how much money you got, how much you don't have. We're all regular. We all want to stay alive. Yeah. We all want to be around people that are cool. We all want to see our kids do great things, and we want our moms to stay healthy forever. They're the same. Black, white, green, Puerto Rican, didn't matter. Yeah. That 
first responder is first responder. If you were responding to an emergency, you should be able to take care of the emergency better than I could. And that I want you guys to win. So you should have teams of crazies like this guy that are training every fireman, every EMT, every policeman to do it. You just got to get some money to do it because there's yeah. plenty of us. Yeah, that's what, and that, that just goes back to the, with the level of intensity of how the evolution, you know, as far as society and everything, how it's changed. If every, if you think that everything else costs more, what do you think it's going to cost to do this, right? Exactly. It's going to be way more. And if those budgets haven't changed in 20 years. So dumb. Especially at the really, here's the biggest problem is most people, most people relate everything to a metropolitan area or I'm metropolitan, sure. you know, um, industrial like complex basically. Like, so if you, if you think about a lot of us and a lot of people listening, a lot of people watching, whatever, you're from a rural area. Those Most. things trickle down and it takes decades to get there. Yep. And it, who's usually the first person to get there? It's going to be one of those people. Correct. It's not going to be the elite battalion no. of individuals who are here that are highly funded. Yeah. That it's some crazy shit's got to go down for them to show up. But if the first person to get there is the closest person, if you're in a remote area, and that's what's sad. That person doesn't need to be left, you know, to the wolves either. You that's know, that's so what's like, sad to me. Is, yeah, because there's so many small departments and small agencies that are just not adequately funded. You yep. know what I mean? That do not have that expertise because there's the money's not there. And I think that if they were to look at the root cause of people are not going to get less crazy. Yeah. They're not no, going to get no. more smart. Yeah, right. You know, the way that things are kind of sliding and it's not even a bad, it's not a good thing. It's, it's just, just, it just is, is, what it is that people are more reactive and that they're more likely to test the boundaries. Yeah. I would never dream talking about talking trash to a cop. Never. Yeah. You wouldn't think like 10 years ago, you never would have thought that was never. a thing that would have not happened. And you know, there was like, okay, so you look at like, um, NWA rise up the fuck the police yeah. thing. That's different though. You had a neighborhood that was extremely um, oh, it was just a volatile neighborhood to where those people, those people, the cops were doing wrong. You know, it just is what yeah, it is. True. But it wasn't like that nationwide, mm -hmm. right? And then you just there's always a lot of bad apples and seeds now. And, you, and I mean, there always is. Period. And you've seen that over the you know mm -hmm. transition of uh, you know social media and, and and stuff being out there. But yeah, you wouldn't dream of like. When I was growing up, it was like, you better not act bad or I'm going to get him. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, hey, the cops are on the corner. Man, I, yeah, don't man I'm almost up. 40 years old. I still am like, if I see a cop's lights, I'm like, hey, what's going on? Or if I see one behind me, bro, yeah, it's tightening 10 and up. 2. Like, tightening up. And I have all my papers, my insurance, man. Yeah, I'm good. I got everything, man. But man, it's I'm like, tightening up. I'm going, oh. But there's a, there's, there's a different mentality because there's more, I don't know, people are, people are a little braver. And now, granted, some of the people are dead ass wrong for what for what's going on, yeah. And some are not, right? So, regardless of how you view what what has happened or what is happening, yeah, there needs to be better training for all involved, yeah. So, that's for you coming to play. Dedicating <laughs> serious business and dedicating time for those men and women to train, yeah. Because usually they're they start off in a prison or a jail. And then they go to patrol and then they get into the office type. Right. Where in the prison type, maybe you get a fight, maybe you don't. Patrol, it's gonna high happen. likelihood. It's going to happen. High likelihood. So while they're in the prisons, train them dudes. Train them. That's like, man, in the academy, get them started. In the prisons, fine-tune the, the, the machine. And then yeah. on patrol, 
This is a three day mandatory training right. cycle. There's no, there's, there is no in, in, there's no question. And even somebody smarter than way smarter than me can come up with some kind of, um, defender or some kind of first response training. That's three days a week that can be scaled for people. You don't have to have a CrossFit gym. You don't have to have anything. You can have a sandbag and a tire I mean, at your you house. Have anything. Well, we know this because that's what you do. You don't yeah, need yeah. a gym. You just need, you don't need you just it. Need, it's fun. You just need something that's heavy. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and some room to move around. Right? I mean, that's really all you need. It, as a human, that's all you need. Well, tell me this. So let's talk percentages. Do you know any percentage off the top of your head of where we're at? Like, if you were to do it, like, not concrete percentages, but if you were to just say, like, where are we at currently with um, people that are overweight ser- serving our government? Well, well, if you and look the, at it, country and, as a whole, incapable. Look, country as a whole, we're about seventy percent. Of course, okay, seventy percent right. of of all adults are overweight or obese. Right, and so I think we did the we did the numbers. I think it's like thirty nine percent of people that gain weight in COVID. If you gain weight, thirty nine percent people did. Okay, uh, or excuse me, thirty nine pounds. Right. So that was, the, that was the weight. Yeah, 39 pounds. I had it wrong. But there's, so they're saying that on average. For a man, 39 pounds You gained 39 pounds? During 2020. No shit. Some people would never get that off. Because they what, don't have the, the habits age, built what in. What was the age gap there? Like, or the age? Grown-ups. Grown-ups. <laughs> Anyone over 18? <laughs> 18 okay, until so forever. 18 to 65 or whatever. They're saying that like at the pounds. average weight gain during COVID as a whole Thirty nine pounds, male. Thirty nine pounds. I think ladies are like thirty six. Fuck, dude. There's a lot of snacks going on. Yeah, but it's fuck, Uber, dude. Uber Eats was was going through the roof. Yeah, but fuck, dude. It's crazy, right? So I would say that there's a very high prevalence of overweight and inactivity in the government sector, in the private sector. People are like, when I. And I, I love people. Don't get it twisted. This sounds terrible when I say this. No, we're just but, talking numbers here, man. I want to like we're talking real truth. This is this absolutely no true. attack on anyone. The baby like, is ugly emotionally. You know what I mean? Yeah, the baby is ugly, and that nobody deep down wants to have poor health. Nobody. It just sometimes they get in weird cycles, and that it may seem impossible to get out of it, and you don't see the reason to do it. Yeah, because they're like, ah, eh, I'll do it tomorrow, and that. I'm hurting now. My knee's hurting now. I can't go for a walk. Right. So it, there's a lot of different things that people have. So people are not saying, man, screw that guy. He's only viewing it as the top of the top. No way. Everybody has that same little voice in your head of, look, I want to do good. It's just some are louder than others. Yeah. And it, you got to have good people around you that will support you. It's no different than having a drug addiction. Same. Food is a drug. Like I teach all the little airmen that – Use food as the drug of choice for the activity that you want to do. So carbohydrates will put you to sleep. Yeah. Protein will help you stay awake. Yeah. Caffeine is the is the booster to help you do more cool stuff. So treat what's, it as so a what's drug. Your, what's your um so what's your stance on caffeine? Because my thing is here lately, we gotta go, we gotta circle back. We, we, we gotta, it's gonna take a while here today. I don't know how much time you got. We're gonna we're gonna be here in a minute. Cause I am extremely um since we last sit down. Mm-hmm. I've been wearing this thing, this mm-hmm. whoop whoop strap, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything about them, but I do. So I did the Apple Watch thing for a long time, a couple of years, and it, it's cool, but it's not nearly as accurate as this. And what I've noticed is, um, and I bring this up because um, we talk about you know caffeine, carbohydrates, and you know the intake of sure. you know the volume of anything, the the recovery thing. So you know it best, like you are a creature of 
overtraining sure. and injury sure. <laughs> and pushing yourself. I got to a that. tweak right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we got to talk about that. So pushing yourself to the limit and then going beyond that limit and then then finding a way to rebound, you know, it's it's really tough because I don't know what's happened recently, but since we've known each other, I've completely changed. Like it, when we first met, I was doing, a, you know, I was still dabbling in little MMA, but I was kind of on my outs. Sure. And I was, and I had my last fight since I've known you, and that was just like one of those things where I wanted to do it one more time. But I wasn't really in the shape of a fighter anymore. I, um, I was just lifting weights, lifting heavy iron. Well, now I'm doing – I'm trying to push to this competitive stage of CrossFit only because it's a newfound hobby that me and my wife can enjoy together, and she's just like fucking me. Actually, she's worse. She's more like you. Like she, I love it. There, there's no fucking quit. But like, you need that. But what I've noticed is <clears> – <throat> Pushing ourselves like this morning, hellacious heavy workout. After this podcast later this evening, we're going to have another workout, but it's going to be a more high intense workout, right? Mm-hmm. With lighter weight. Um, I've been wearing this thing, this whoop strap, and like recording everything I do and seeing how much output I have. And we're not talking about it's changed for me. We're not talking about calories burned. Mm-mm. We're not talking about that. We're not saying, oh, you burned, you know, 2,000 calories a day. We're talking about. How much did your body strain based on how much your allotted strain was available that Correct. day, right? So it's like, okay, you had X amount of recovery last night or, or the past 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Here's how much you're allotted today. Yep. Which is insane to me that we've – I've never looked at it in that perspective because I've never had the numbers in front of my face. Look at it and like it, a cup. Right. So a cup only holds so much water. Right. You fill the cup up too much, spills over. Spilling over usually is injury or overtraining. Yeah. So same thing as cup is you're looking at it, nutrition. The cup can only hold so much, so many calories. You eat more calories, body fat is gained. Same same basic principle. Like I'm caveman simple when it comes to this stuff. And that you'll know for a fact if you're not ready to train that day, if your heart rate is higher than it should be. Yeah. But what's a good way to monitor that? Because first like, thing in the morning, right? So first thing in the morning, where's your heart rate at? Hmm. You're oh, gonna see mine. Mine is extra low lately. My, well, mine, mine has gotten lower lately, which is awesome to me because I feel like most of my life of not being consistent, mm-hmm. even though I always was trying to be in physical good, physically good shape. Like my heart rate was resting around you know, like ninety two. Ninety two. Yeah, man. Which is not good. Ninety? No. Yeah. Nine zero. Yes. yes. You know that's like a brisk walk. Yes. For, for most people. Yes. Holy crap, man, you got a rabbit heart. I know. So now oh, we're looking man. at I don't have I remember my, in college I used to flow around like thirty five. Yeah, so mine will never be that low. Dude, There's like no way. Thirty five. If I get up I'd I almost fall out. That's because the blood blood pressure. Would right. Mm-hmm. Well that that's just mm-hmm. a matter of like you think you're in good shape because you walk <laughs> around and you look good, but that's not the case. You know what I mean? And that was a quick kick in the face. That's like, um, I may not look as chiseled now, but I'm in better name? shape and I'm stronger and I'm versatile and I can move and my resting heart rate's floating around 80, that's which great. is still which is still high, a little high, but like still 10, 10 beats that's per minute in a, in a year. That's big. Yeah, that's huge. And like, and I'm getting down into the 60s sleeping. Never in my life have I done that. That's you know, big. That, well, never. I say that I don't know, but I'm just thinking like how I live now versus how I used to live, so. and looking at the numbers and seeing the transition. Okay, there's probably no way I was ever this low. You know, your, your heart is becoming more efficient. Right. So they call it stroke volume. Your stroke volume is bigger. Yeah. So you can pump more. Where yeah. before, like that crazy valsalva, 
like crazy high high blood pressure type stuff it creates thickness in the heart but it doesn't create the elasticity you can't get as much pump so which is cool that you're going the other way you just hit a new tree ring yeah so you just got a new ring on oh, nice. tree. Nice reference there, yeah. No, I didn't. Hey, <laughs> trademark. We got this one right there. The damn tree ring. Um, no, you just got a new tree ring. So each like, ring, how many what, years? That, it like depends. 10? Depends on how how sharp you are, right? Because some people need more rings. Some people need less. Yeah. Sometimes you ain't got to slap your hand but once, and you go, "Whoa, got it." Never doing that again. Yeah. And now you got a new habit. Well, that's another thing. Is like becoming. I, I know you're body aware, but you just ignore your body sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> um, I've become very body aware, man. And um, it's not a, it's not a, it's just, it's all due to, it's not the device so much as just being like giving a damn. You know? Sure. Like actually watching it and saying, okay, I want to be here. Yep. This is where I'm at now. What I need to, need to do to get there. Yep. And what I've, what have I been doing this whole time wrong? See, you know I mean? this is where it's what you didn't know what you didn't know. Right, exactly. So that's like the first responder thing. Some people don't know what they well, don't know. Well, ignorance is bliss. That, that's where I will agree, but I will rail against the complacency of Right, that. of course. Because that little cell phone that we have has the most, the most information that ever existed in the yeah, history of yeah, man. Yeah, right, right, right. But... You got to seek out uncomfortable things. That's why a lot of people don't like the, the talk about it. Because then when you talk about it, it forces action. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, it's very, it's becoming easier and easier to be comfortable. I don't like that shit. I don't either. I hate it because I hate to fucking, and I've realized this too. I didn't, I don't think I ever knew this, but like about myself, but I hate to sit still. Right. I don't sit still ever. Me. me I mean, me, now I'm me, sitting. Right. We're sitting down now, but we're still trying to do, we're still trying to have a conversation and do something. Yeah, but like sitting mental. still and just taking in information, like, or just watch, looking at a blank screen mm. with no agenda. Like, even when I, I'm bad about even listening to conversations and already trying to do something else in my head. You know what I mean? I can stay skill. tuned in. It's a skill too. Yeah. It's just one of those things that I feel like that the comfort level is increasingly becoming higher at scale for everyone. And so immediate slight or just a slight immediate force of discomfort, just mm-hmm. a slight one, just creates fucking chaos. I love it. Let's clear let's Oh do yeah, it let's time. do it. Let's fucking so, do it. So you know what you know the cool <laughs> you know the coolest part is is giving them the little insult mm-hmm. and then watching them recover and yeah. see now it wasn't that bad. Yeah. And then another insult. And another, and another. What and do you another. mean by an insult? Like so, like training is an insult to the body. Like, okay, it's mad. got you. Okay, it's mad. got you. Because I don't want anybody to get like no, like <laughs> I mean, or tell somebody the truth and they get their feelings hurt real quick. Yeah, this, look, look. And as long as it's not like, hey, your mother is this, this, this. Right. If you were to say, hey, the way that you interact with the client is too abrupt. Mm-hmm. I need you to put some soft edges on there. Right. And then they go, oh. Yeah, they may have, they may be butt hurt for a minute, but right. then the next interaction is not as bad. When you say, "Hey, man, remember when I told you about that?" St- you you still had a little bit of edge, but let's try to say it like this. And now you just craft it. It's an insult, but it's small and they can rebound. Yeah. So same thing with physical. Physically, you say, "Okay, maybe I can't do you know a a, a, oh, a chipper. Maybe I can't do that. Yeah. But I could go for a walk to my mailbox, and that's a small insult. Well, more than. Here lately, here recently, more I, I've I've been looking at things. Um, like, look, man, I don't want to. I would love to live till I'm a hundred. Um, if I'm in good physical condition, you know, possibly. If if I'm if I'm not in a position to where 
if I'm just bed bound and it's just miserable, then no. You know sure. what I mean? But my thing is, how much damage did I do early on? A lot. Right? Of course. And and it was just a matter of being uneducated, unaware. Sure. And not giving a fuck because it really didn't. You know, at what point you start giving a fuck? And when you start giving a fuck, is it too late? Nope. You know what I mean? Well, here's the deal. It's never too late. Right. Because right. all experience is good experience. Right. All of it. Even if it's traumatic and it's scary and you need to go talk to somebody to unpack that, somehow, some way it shaped you to who I'm talking to right now. Right. And I tell people all the time, you're just the report card of what's happened in the last 10 years. Whatever's happened to you for 10 years, that you're sitting right here right now. Yeah. So I don't care what it is. You can change your damn report card right now. So do you don't like your grades? Do something. Yeah. If, if this is scary, cool, go talk to somebody. I don't regret anything in the past. If anything, I'd probably double down and do it worse. Just because, yeah. If you knew what the outcome would be now, it's going to be the same. Yeah. Well, no, it'd be better because you did it. You know what I mean? Hopefully, you know. But yeah. And you, you, when you're looking at it, because you can only really and truly, you can only control what you can control. You can't, you can't go back and theorize of what if, when, you know, this, that, and this. Um, And even the hundred, the hundred year old, maybe you don't need to get to a hundred. Maybe you'd limp to a hundred. You maybe at eighty five, your body is ready to go. Yeah. But now you're just barely existing with a feeding tube. Right. You're it's right. not worth it. Well, I would rather go out in a giant-ass fireball blaze too, of glory dude. at 70 and not be oh, like, damn, well, your grandfather's 70 years old. Look at that dude. Yeah. And, and here's another thing. is like I try to be – I like having this conversation with you because you're honest about it. I try to be like um, – and this is not just for me. This is for anyone just like in their in perspective. Like I try to be the most homeopathic individual. Like sure. You know what I mean? I can't – I drink a little alcohol. That's my that's my vice, right? Like I said, diesel truck. Right, exactly. (laughs) But other than that, like I can't even take a fucking ibuprofen without freaking out. You know, like I don't want to put that in my body. You know what I mean? Um, But sometimes you need things, and all this circles around. I almost fucking died like two months ago because I got a piece of meat stuck in my throat. Right? This happened numerous times, and so I have this thing called EOE, which is esophagus something something another. It's a narrow one. It narrows your esophagus and it creates it makes it hard, almost like a piece of of steel where it doesn't flex. Well, this could be contributed to a gluten intolerance, a food allergy like gluten intolerance or dairy intolerance, or it could be attributed to dipping for 15 years tobacco okay or and then also the constant issues of acid reflux sure all this stupid shit 10 years ago i would have laughed at myself for even having this conversation right talking about it but all this i don't don't give a shit i'm not worried about anybody knowing that what i'm i circles back to i almost died with a piece of fucking food stuck in my throat yeah that's not how i want to go out you know what i mean like so i'm trying to get that i got that shit right now i went in there they stretched it out a little bit um I don't normally eat a lot of gluten anyways, but I like completely cut that out of my diet. It looks like the shit's um, freed up some. Okay. It could have been it also could have been something attributed to taking anabolics years ago with creating issues and th- you, you don't know. That's cool that you're transparent about that. Right. Oh, I I'm love, completely transparent I love about that. But my you thing, don't even you don't even know how happy that, that makes me because there's so many fakers. Yeah. I I don't like dude, nobody cares. No, That's dude, the cool like, thing. No, like look, man. Like, if you're not natty, no one cares. No. Well, my thing is like <laughs> nobody cares. Currently, yeah, but like years ago, just dabbling and trying stuff. But like, I don't know. It all circles back to I don't know how much damage I did to myself early yeah. on, and so what I need to do to circumvent that now. And at the same time, people and I think about all this because now I'm talking. About, it all comes back to I'm thinking about people do not get up and move around enough. So yeah. as soon as you sit down, you die. You know what I mean? It's it, most true. older people. Over the age when of they, fifty, when they retire, when they retire they retirement ages, I'm going to kick back, and they die. 
Dude, I'm going. I'm doing all the chores. Yes. I'm doing all right. the adventures. Like, and well, I, I, I've seen that in my grandfather. And like, nah. you know, old, like you see that, you look at people and you're like, hell no. They, once you you sit down on that chair and start watching TV all day long, what the fuck use are you? Hell no. And you what, know, like, if that's what you want to do, okay. Dude, if I won the lottery, I'm not joking. If I won the lottery, I would have every passport stamped. I would have all my hobbies because you know oh, you yeah. have time to do all the yeah. crazy stuff you always wanted to. Yeah. Why would you ever sit in the house? What's wrong with you? Well, I've already decided. We've decided now. Like, so once the kids are grown and out of the house, like it's hitting the road. Where you it's going? Everywhere, dude. Anywhere I can go with my vehicle. First place. What are you trying to do? I don't know, dude. I don't know first place. Come I on, just man. feel like I'm, I'm putting gonna, you on the spot right now. I'm gonna bare bones it, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I feel like I've always had an inkling to like do like some extreme like Alaskan or like Canadian like. Rigid as fuck, down. bare bones, um, traveling. You know where it's down. just like put it on, put it in the truck, and that's it. There's no pulling a trailer to here. You know what I mean? This is not a pulling a fucking travel trailer with a TV. This yeah. is like you're getting after it. Yeah, so, and I think doing that, and then slowly as you get older and a little less mobile, yeah, we'll yeah. start adding the comfort in and doing the things like going and wine and dining. I don't give a fuck about going to wine and dine in another country. No, let's go if see I want to go to another fucking country, I'm going to go to castles and all that. I want to go see the shit that the, the real, like, I don't want to go. If I'm, why, f- all right, first off, why in the fuck am I going to fly? Why in the fuck it. am I going to fly 20 hours over here and then go eat a fucking steak? No. I want to, no. hey, I want the crocodile. I want to see shit. I want to do Let's shit. Let's go. Yeah, I want to do shit. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And if it, if you like uh, that shit, cool. But like, so that's me, man. That's where I'm at. Like, hey, <laughs> no, that's cool. Well, my next adventure, I'm going to, to Olympic National Park. Nice. I'm going, I'm going. Because I, I already went to Zion. That was life changing. Yeah. Hundred percent, I would advise anybody to go. Don't go in July; it's crazy hot. Go in May, but hundred percent life changing. Just the majesty of the thing, it is unreal. You can't unknow that stuff. So the more you see it, the different life gets. That's why I told you, man. I'm, I'm like the twentieth iteration of my life awareness because yeah. the midlife crisis is a negative thing. You think of a fifty year old dude that gets a, a convertible. That, some, that yeah, is with a nineteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old yeah. girl divorces his wife. Nah, that's not the move. So if you have your crisis is early, you don't have a midlife fuck up. You need some more? Don't play around. All right, don't play around. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so you don't you don't mess up midlife, right? If you realize, you know, the reason why people have those midlife things happen to them is because their whole life they've been wanting to do things and they've only been living for other people. Right. So they've sacrificed all their hopes, dreams, everything yep. for the family, the kids. They've always been yes men. They've done everything that they're, or yes ladies, and done everything that they're supposed to. And then they look up with gray hair and they say, I never did anything for me. Never. Yeah. I ne- nobody ever asked me what did I want out of this thing. So I realized quickly being around older people that are in later stages of life, mm-hmm. they've been married for 30, 40 years. And I, not only do I ask them, how did they get there and how can I get there? Bef- like do all the good things to get to where they are yeah. and leave out the stupid stuff. But now realize you're on borrowed time right now. So if you want to change something, do it now. Yeah. You can't wait till when it's convenient. But another thing is like, you think about, so yeah, talking to those people is amazing because you don't think about like you do your homework. Like everyone goes through shit. Talk to the people, even the people that says, like, yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah, it's work. Fuck My, yeah, it is. Like, listen to them because they've been there. And and, I, and most, nine times out of ten, they've lived a harder life than you have. Anything that is worth having is not easy or free. Mm-mm. 
So if it's easy or free, probably shouldn't have it. People don't value so anything they get for free. Marriage either. is the hardest thing that I've ever done in my whole life because I have but, to put somebody ahead of me. But you have to. Here's the here's the biggest the issue is that because I heard that my whole life until I got it married. Is. Okay, but okay. biggest issue is the hard word threw me off to where it. Oh, it's the negative. Yeah, it no. seemed well, right, but hard used to not. But for me, it did that because it's I was a challenge. Right, right. So when people hear that and they think hard, they don't need to. You know, I like hard. Associate though. that with a negative. So for right. me, hard like hard scares people. Right. I'm like, oh really? Oh, we're oh, you, oh I can't do that. Oh yeah. no, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So hard to me is putting somebody ahead of yourself. So as an athlete, yeah. As a child, you only think of what's gonna benefit you. Yeah. What is gonna make me happy? When can I get my sucker? When can I go on my trip? Right. It's everything is me as a child. Not until you get into like high school age where you have to try to integrate and share and do the things and try to, you know, co-mingle. And that when you get married is the very first time to where it is not me. It's yeah. we. Yeah. And so when we have That's two how it should separate, be. Yeah. <laughs> Most but, of the time it's hey, not. Don't get it twisted. The yeah. first, first seven years of marriage is ridiculous yeah. hard. That's why they call it seven-year itch. It's crazy. So we're coming up on 14 years in October. You already know it. And that, has it been easy? Hell no. Dude, there's, I've talked to people that have been married 50, 60 years, and that they'll say, I'll go two, three, four years where I didn't like them. But then, but then you'll circle back and say, I'm so glad we went through that because I appreciate them that much more. Yeah, damn, that's a long time. Because you got to think of it like this. Marriage is not supposed to be like the movie. It's not a thing. No. So it is a partnership with people that you say, for better or for worse, till death do us part, Sickness and health, that whole thing. Like I said that in front of the big man and I meant every word of it. And so she could say, I don't care what she says. I, she probably don't care what I say. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. And that it's the, the hard, the hard thing is biting your tongue to help the other person when you know you probably should rip their damn head. When they're saying something and you want to go, man, I yeah. wish you would. And then you go, you know what? I know what this is. Let me step back. And then you say, how can I help you? Yeah. And well, that, it comes, they let you know how you can help them. And magically, life gets better. It comes from awareness. But you don't get that awareness until you're in that struggle. Right. And you're a grown up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Awareness. It, it, some people go their whole life not getting it. But people go their whole life with their head in the sand. Exactly. Of I chase things well, that make me feel good versus I chase things what's good for me. I wanted to say something earlier and I forgot. Well, I just lost it because you started talking about this. <laughs> Um, we were talking about, you know, people going through their midlife crisis and spending all that time and all their hopes and dreams being crushed and all that. If people are listening and watching, think about this, like 80% of people are stuck in a position they hate, especially when it comes to, you know, making money. Sure. So the hardest thing is creating the motivation to do something about it Mm -hmm. because you may be in debt to your gills. You may have to. Help! You're helping trying to raise. You know, you got kids. You're trying to pay for, sure. it, or you're helping grown kids trying to do College, things. Or whatever, whatever. Yeah. You have to think that at the end of the day, you would be so much more of an asset to them if you were happy do happy doing these things. And I think that a lot of people, because I'm like the king of like side hustles, and you're great at you do Dude, all kind I of shit too. Yeah, I know. So like, it's like I'm always gonna have a different like avenue to push. You know, to to bring you know, money in somehow mm-hmm. just because not because I really need it, but more because I have fun doing that. But it's hard for some people who have been doing something so long one way to change that fucking mindset 
What's the key to doing oh, that? Oh, I got that. You see what I'm saying? Where you so at? So I had to turn that all the way around because I'm an entrepreneur through and through. Right. But I have a federal job. Mm-hmm. That is the antithesis of an entrepreneur. Right. It is systemized. It is corporate. It, I mean, it, it. it's all things that they're entrepreneurs like, yeah, right. What's yeah. wrong with you? Money. And you tell me how much I'm getting paid? Yeah. Nah. So what I did is I realized, wait a minute. At first, I was thinking, mm, I don't know how I'm going to do this because I need incentive. Like, I'm very goal-driven. I, I need something to run. And that, what I did is I used this as my first business partner to do everything else that I want to do. Right. So instead of viewing it as shackles, I view it as it's allowing me to do all the other stuff that I want to do. So I don't even have a negative view of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting all the skills, all the free training, all the stability. All the all the uh, the vacation time because as a self employed person you don't get vacation. No, you pay double. Right. So you pay for the vacation plus the money you lost when you while were you there. weren't there, while you were there. Yeah, you know what's exactly. Up. Yeah. And so using that and you all you got to do is any situation. I don't care if it's finances, if it's fitness, if it's emotional, if it's whatever. You can take the situation and say, hold on, let me step to the right real quick. If you step to the right real quick, it doesn't look like the same picture. Yeah. You just say, where is the win? So when you look where the wind is, you go, oh, this is ridiculous. That's why you can't see shit. Like when you're having a hard time, you need somebody else to come look at it. Yeah. Just get out your own way. So instead of being your feelings, yes, does stuff suck? Probably does. So step out of the way, put things on paper, make it make it objective. I told you I'm very compartmentalized. And I will put lists down of this is all the great things. This is all the shit things. This is all the things that we can do to fix this thing. Right. And then where do I want to get with this? Once you define what is shitty about it, what is great about it, what you can do about it, now you can go, all right, cool. Which which way do I want to go? And the same scenario can be shitty and good for different people. Exactly. Like, I mean, that, that could be shitty to you, but good could be to great else. to somebody else. Right. Yeah, so. And so that's the coolest part. There's not part. a one-size-fits-all perspective. Nah, it's how you view it. Yeah. And so if you view it in a negative light, you're always going to get the same result. And if you're in a negative environment, you're always going to have a negative life. So the, the quick answer to that is get around people that speak life. Yeah. Get around people that are side hustlers. Get around people that have hobbies that maybe like, damn, that's nice. I want to go train at night. Yeah. Or maybe it's one night. Maybe you got kid stuff all day and you say, you know what? You, you and the lady have an agreement that, okay, on Wednesday night I'll go train. Yeah. And it just starts off just Wednesday and you go, damn, I'm, I really like this. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like these monumental life switches, just small things where you like, well, it's just I like, like this. It's just like diet, right? So like you, most people, and I hate the fucking word diet. Dude. No, it makes, so me, it makes me cringe. Like just most eat. people. Just yeah, eat. most people. I guess it's like <laughs> you put, the more you put in, the more you have to work. That's all that fucking matters. But like most people say diet and they get in this thing and they get a great momentum and they plateau and they stop and they rebound back to before where they started doing the same thing well it's because you can't you can't make a you can't take a huge surge and think that it's going to be something that's you know extensive you have to say okay i'm slowly going to make these adjustments because i've been doing something this long so long i mean like this for so long sure. that it's not going to happen overnight sure i got an answer to that one too let's do it is motivation will only get you to the game the, the discipline is what gets you through the life. Yeah. So motivation is New Year's resolution. I'm motivated. I'm energized. I'm excited. 
excitement fades. That's why people always need new things, new toys, new everything, because excitement fades. Human nature is we want the next greatest thing. When you are disciplined, when you can develop discipline, that's when you win. And now you're free from chasing the wheel. So motivation is great, but developing, remember I was telling you, right things like this, where it is planned out. And I, I would highly implore people to have a plan of action. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be a five-year plan. I always have a five-year plan. But it could be a one-year plan. And say, so, okay, I want to get to a size six dress size. Yeah. Okay, cool. Give yourself 12 months. 12 months, I want a size six. At nine months, what do I got to do to get there? At three months, at six months, at one month, and what am I going to do today to not be a turd? Well, I want to, like, my, I completely agree, and I think that's great. And I think that, yeah, you need to set realistic expectations. Sure. Not unrealistic ones, and you don't need to let someone else's progress deter or or excite you to think that you're going to get there too because mm. every single person is different. But here's my thing. What about way past that? So what, when you get to this dress size six, what do you do after that? Oh, I already got that too. Right, but what I'm saying is that's not discussed, right? No. That's never discussed. Because it's like, okay, we're going to do this to get here. What the fuck do you do after you get there? Because before you even get there, yeah. you should already have a plan for when exactly. I get here. This exactly. is, this is at, at month nine, you've already sat down yeah. and said, okay, self, okay, I got here and I'm getting close. What other aspect of life do I want to add? Not that I'm taking away anything that I just did. Obviously, yeah. it works because I got here. Now, what am I going to chase? Because, okay, let's say that I got to my size six, but I'm not that strong. Yeah. So keep the habits that got you the size six, plus you add the thing that's going to get you strong. You don't ever just abandon. You just add. It's just, it's blocks over and over and over and over again. Yeah, it's a constant, it's a constant progression of, uh, you know, there's, it's like there's no perfect recipe, but at the same time, like you're always cooking something up. You know what I mean? Dude. That's the that's the beauty of life. Yeah, is that that's why I keep trying to say like those tree rings. Which yeah. I'm gonna keep coming. I love him. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I don't know I where like that, 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 that was heard, the jam right there. Dude, I ain't seen nothing about a tree ring since we was in grade yeah. school talking about this is how you count a redwood or some yeah. shit. And that's where I think that you should constantly revamp that thing. So once a month, I'm on something different. Yeah, I'm on something different. Well, Let's talk about that. Like, what are you, what are you doing right now, training wise? Like, because I'm trying to get you to the CrossFit gym. I train. I know seven you're scared. Days to, a week. I know you're scared to do it. Not scared because you don't. Not no, scared. I'm scared you can, of I, me. I, I scared. I know. I know. But I want to get you there. <laughs> we got to work out. Even if we just. Hey, bro. By the way, I pulled 475 the other day, and I'm Congrats, I'm, I'm happy man. about it. I'm happy about it because, dude, I ain't never pulled over like 400. Man, you should have hollered at me. I could have helped you out, man. You won't come. Come on. All right, I'll help you. <laughs> I'm calling you out here because I want you to come. I guarantee come. you, it's just your, your setup. Show. I could probably give you 30 pounds I think, on just I think, your setup yeah. and your technique. Yeah, but right now you pull 500. Right now, I I, I don't doubt it. I no, I 100. I get you pull 500. Yeah, I bet. It's just your foot placement, the bar path, the the grip, whether you're packing your lats, what, like where's your breath at? Are yeah. you able to brace? Like it's the whole thing. Well, the the biggest thing right now for me is the um, working on mobility to do certain CrossFit exercises I can't do well, you know, with strength. Overhead squat or something? Overhead squat, snatch setup, you know, um, just stuff like that. Sure. But, and, you know, like uh, handstand walk, we're getting some crazy shit now. I'm you know terrible I mean? at those things. But, like, but so what are you doing lately? Like, what are you doing now in your regimen? I train seven days a week Doing now. what? Small bouts of activity. Okay. So I'm talking like 20 minutes. 
because but pain pain right now has been the driver. What's going What's going on with you? you hurt. So no, I'm always I'm always there's you something always, it just always trades yeah. because right now, um, it sucks that I can say this. I went to lift my duffel bag over my head and like like T nine T ten thoracic spine right there. It seized up real quick and I'm like, what just happened? This is six o'clock in the morning. I'm yep. just putting it over and, and you laugh when people say, Oh, sneeze through my that, back that's out. That's what happens. And it, it's almost like a rib got pushed out real quick and it's nothing crazy. That bag probably weighs 15 pounds. Yeah. And that there's always something that you're kind of toggling back and forth. So right now I've switched it from being so super rigid of here's my 12 week plan. Here's my four month macro cycle. Here's my yearly yield. Instead of doing that, it's a day to day of does my knee hurt? Got you. Got does you. Does my knee hurt? Does my shoulder hurt? Does my back hurt? Yeah. And then do a crawling. If it does, do a crawling pattern. Yeah. Like if, let's say that my knee hurts. Okay. So I can still light my legs on fire by crawling with your knees close to the ground and then doing step ups and doing things that don't make the knee go over the toe. And then. So you're not a knee, you're not a, a knee, knee over toe guy. I do some of it. If we're talking to squat if it, formation, if it hurts, yeah. If it hurts, then I listen now to pain. Okay. Okay. So pain to me equals injury. Yeah. Because I'm not young. It just is what well, it is. But here's the thing that comes with you have extreme um, awareness, sure, right? So sure. you're talking, you're talking complete Greek to someone who's Most new to the game, know. right? I completely get it. I get it because holy shit, you're right. If my knees are bothered, like earlier, I did. A full heavy squat, set, like a five by five with three fifteen, and then hurt? I, ju- no, it didn't hurt. Okay, where it started hurting, hurt? where it started hurting was when I was like, "Oh, this would be interesting." I have this rack on this side of the room. There's a rack on that side of the room. I'm gonna come off this rack with one thirty five, and I'm gonna do lunges, and then I'm gonna add ten pounds to it when I get over there, and then I'm gonna come back, and then about the third set when we get to one fifty five, I'm like, "Fuck, my knees hurt." Yep. So that was the last set. Yep. But I'll it's give you because a, give you variation where you can't hurt. Do a zercher squat. You can only load it so much. Yeah. If you hold in the crooks of your elbows, yeah. there's a limiter where your upper back is going to say, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. That way your knees can't take the beating or do it backwards. But what what's interesting was it is if you think about it, you take that same exercise or workout and then you look at it last week. You're like, well, fuck, I did this. Like, that's where people get messed up. It's like, I just did this last week. Why is it not working? Guess what? Your body's not revitalized no. yet. Let's do something different. Sure. And I've I've gotten I've gotten to where I finally realized that I'm not cool. I, I mean, <laughs> after all these years of like hyping myself up, and since 16 years old, like you're the baddest man that God ever created, I finally realized that I'm not cool anymore, and that what are you doing? So what I'll do is, yeah, I still lift very heavy. Don't get it. Twisted. Oh, I know, but. If it hurts on my warm up, I'm not grinding reps out. That's so dumb. Yeah. In the past, if 600 was on the on the sheet, 600 is going down. I know, and that's what and that's I where you fuck up. Bio freeze, and that's where you fuck up. I know. That's, that's how I've been, and that's how I am sometimes. I 275 has been on my map for power clean. Oh man, get out of here. We got you. I, no, I, no, no, we got you. I got it. What I was going to say okay, was, was I finally say. got it, but it was like it was my hurdle. I got it last week. But I got it on a day that I wasn't planning on doing it. Because you felt good. Exactly. Now, that's so, what we... The other weeks before, I was like, okay, well, it's in my, it's in my layout. I'm going to do power, heavy power cleans. But now it's like, 
And then my, my another issue with me is mobility and it's arm mobility. So Same. I thought it, I thought it was lat mobility. Mine's wrist. Well, and that too. So like so getting that front rack, mm-hmm. I cannot do it. I can't get this elbow up here. You see this? That's all I got. Yeah. Me, same here. So, so then it's I pure do, grit. I do goblet squats. Yeah. And I, I, it's man. pure grit. Like so it's like. You, you know I don't catch anymore? What do you do? I high pull. Okay. I high pull or I snatch. I will not catch. Because the juice ain't worth the squeeze. I feel you. I mean. Yeah. I get crazy elbow tendonitis. Yeah. And then my, my wrists hurt for days. Yeah. So. You get the same triple. But we're extension. talking about we're talking about heavy, heavy weight. It's you you would heavy. you would do if you were just to do like a wad with one fifty five or something, you that you're not talking about not like, catching at all. You're just no. saying you're not catching heavy weight. Like for me when I'm doing like I, I do like five sets of three right. with, with the poles. So I'll start off with just a bar, because even the world's strongest people start off with just a bar. Yeah. I'll go to the bar, and then I'll go 95, then I'll go 115, then I'll go 35, then I'll go 155, then I'll start at 185, and then my first working set will be like 275. Right. And then we'll go from there. Maybe I feel good, maybe I don't. If I'm pulling lots with the right leg because my left leg is not awesome, then I stay where I am or I'll back off. Because the older you get, the more you realize that the machine is not the same. And yeah, you have and, and to you're, make sure. you're 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 not. Yeah, I completely agree. Because now at this point, this machine is not, it's not used for a, a fast twitch machine anymore. This is a slow, a slow progression to know that hey, this this machine's still good, and at times when it's primed, yeah, it can do way more than that you know sure. other machine used to could. Yeah, but it's got to be the right. Cause it's like got to be some, the right environment. Yeah, my kid asked me, oh, can you dunk? I said, yeah, absolutely, I can dunk. But I'm not going to. No. But, but yeah, right. I mean, uh-uh. But, it, but if you walk not, out one morning and you feel it. If I'm feeling froggy, yeah, I might, hit it. might say, hey, put, you, the, put the camera up. Exactly. Yeah, no, but there's, I get it. That's where there's a thing called auto-regulation, and that not until you become really advanced trainee should you do that. Now, granted, even the beginners – they don't know what they don't know. Well, this doesn't have to overshadow. This doesn't need to overshadow. You got to fucking feel some pain and Dude, do some work. This doesn't need to overshadow. There's that. a difference, though. Yeah, yeah. So there's an injury pain. Muscular yeah, fatigue yeah. is broad and it's big, and you're going, "Oh my god, this burns so bad. I don't know if I can stand up." Joint pain or like close to injury is very sharp and it'll let you know real quick. But you take your breath away. You don't have that. You don't have that knowledge until you've been through. You, you really have to go through it. You have to go through an injury to know when you're about to injure yourself. Sure. I feel like, like so, I can, you can, you can't take someone to walk in here and tell me that you need to do this, this, and this, and you will never injure yourself if they've never had an injury. Now, if they've had an injury, I'll fucking listen to them. Yes. Where there's a doctor telling me don't do this or don't lift this. If you've never had a fucking injury, nope. especially this particular injury, nope. do not tell me what I can and can't do because you don't know my body's limitations or abilities. Correct. Because you don't have the build I have. It's. Well, all docs are educated guesses. Of course. And they're super smart. No, Don't guess ever them, let me disparage oh, yeah. any docs. Yeah. Super smart. But they're trying to they're trying to use case, you know, case by case basis of what they've seen for the mm-hmm. last twenty years or however long they've been doing it. Well, this person at this time has shown me this and this is what this equals. The best docs will ask you. And they'll ask What you, you been doing? Yeah. What have you been doing? Where does it hurt? How are you doing it? When does it do it? And then what are you willing to what are you willing to do? Yeah. Because the best docs for me would tell me what I cannot do. And because I tell them, look, tell me everything I can't do because I'm doing everything else. So you tell me yeah. what's gonna tear this thing because I'm doing everything up into there. Right. 
Because my the biggest thing is like, there's so many people that they 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 have a slight discomfort and they run to you know uh, maybe they go to somewhere and they're say okay we need to do a cat scan. But if you've never had that type of discomfort leading up to then, it may just be sores. You know, it may just be something that's sore or new. You're doing a new type of regimen to where holy shit, this is shocking. This is you just don't know, man. But all that to be said is like if you're if you're really we're speaking to people who've been doing this a long time, but if you're in a entry level position, there's going to be pain. There's going to be fatigue. But my thing is, if I'm not about to fucking throw up, I really didn't work out hard. The biggest thing to me, I'm so fucking accountable to myself and not out loud is when I get on that phone, after I get done with that exercise on that whoop and it says, how hard was your workout? And the very, it, like the very furthest says like maximal or whatever. I've never in my life got, there's a zero to 15. I've never got past 10. Never in my life have I clicked past 10. Really? Because I don't think Mentally. I've never, I don't think that I've ever fucking went to my limit. Really? And I'm like, holy shit. Okay, the perspective is different now. Okay, well, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So remember I told you I used to probably explode my heart. Yeah. I, I truly, I mean, I remember kickboxing one time and I don't know, running like 17 rounds, something stupid. And I remember looking at my coach and he goes, I don't give a shit if your heart explodes. I hope you die right here on this mat. And I looked at him going, but he's for real. And after that day, I went, mm, okay, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to die. I'm going to yeah. die anyways. Yeah. Everybody's going to die. I'd rather go out doing something that I love. Yeah. So I don't think there's ever been a time, like how you're saying that 10 out of 15. I don't think I've ever got to I've, the 15. I truly have been to the 15. Right, right. And I, I believe you, but I don't. Been, I don't think I have. I'll tell you, we were doing wide guys. And I was competing here this past year. You probably year. got close. I got very close, but I still didn't click it because I was sitting down, and it was just because I was I was deficient. No, I almost did. I was deficient because you, when you have three workouts in one day spread over two or three-hour periods, and they're extraneous workouts that you know have a 15- to 20-minute time cap, and you're doing all kind of crazy shit, I was getting ready for the next one, and in my mind, I thought I had it in 30 minutes, but it was an hour and 30 minutes later, and I was freaking the fuck out, and I was sitting down. I was almost about to pass out, and my dumb ass hadn't eaten that much that day. I was just taking in liquid calories, mm. but the problem was I was scared to eat too much because I don't want to fucking throw up, so like, I got a fucking cookie cake, and I don't even eat like that, dude. <laughs> Billy was like, Billy was like, Billy's like, I'm going to get you a fit aid and a cookie cake, and I was like, I don't eat that crap. And he's fit like, I'm cool. He said, I'm telling you, you need the fat and the sugar. I'm telling you, you need it. And the carbs, and he and I, even though I was eating protein bars and gummy bears and shit, dude, I ate that shit. I felt like Superman in five yeah. minutes because I needed it. Filled it, it back but up, I, but it, it, I still didn't. I never got to my fifteen. I just got. To, I just knew. Okay, I was depleted. All right. So, have you ever? All right. In training, maybe in, in your fight career, you've never went to that place. I've never went that place. You've never in my fight went career. to where like the no. the walls close in and no. you get that weird little circle Dude, in there. I've been rocked. Okay, so I'll tell you the hardest I've ever been hit when I was sparring Daniel Cormier in 2000. Ooh, and, that's a big 2000 dude. 2000 is before he won the title. That's a big dude. He hit Well, I remember sparring with heavyweights and thinking they hit hard. And then I went down when UFC gym was in Lafayette. They don't have it there anymore, but Dan, DC was in town. My buddy's real tight with him. I would love to meet him, by dude, the way. Me too. I'd like to see him again lately. You ain't gonna see he's a just to yeah. shake his hand. He's like, man, I appreciate what you've done. I've for got, the sport. I've got the opportunity to do it multiple times. But the the thing was, is I went down there to train to give him some ra- some rounds, and I'd been my pec tendon had been detached eight months prior, so okay. I hadn't sparred in eight months or done any type of work because my dumbass was getting ready for a fight, 
and weight training like I was not getting ready for a fight. Sure. And I was depleted and dehydrated and I shouldn't have been lifting 400 pounds on bench. It's just sure. stupid. There's no reason to do that, especially in your fight what camp. Detached. Yeah, dude. So I detached my pectin and rehabbed that. And then oh, I had an opportunity to spar with him. Well, I wasn't going to fucking say no. Sure. But I also was like scared shitless because I was like, I'm about to spar this dude. I haven't sparred in a year. Right. But I also know what to do. And I'm just giving him rounds. He's not going to kill me. But um, I I felt what you were getting at, getting at is I felt that when he hit me because it felt like someone took a cinder block and put it inside of a pillow case oh, okay. and hit you in the face. It didn't feel like you were hitting hit with a boxing glove. It felt like you were getting cinder block with just a little light layer of no, finesse on top of it. That's a big dude, man. And, um, and he wasn't even going 50%. Have you ever gotten your heart rate to that point to where I've the, gotten my heart rate close where um, you get the you get where everything closes yeah, down. Yeah, I've gotten it. Yeah, I've gotten it. So you're you're right there. Yeah, but not in a CrossFit workout. It was in something. It was like, man, no, I lied. I don't think I've gotten there in an actual strenuous activity. I've just gotten there to where I freaked out because it got high, but it wasn't. Uh, chase that. Watch what happens. Yeah. Again, oh no, shit. No chase, shit. Chase no, I need. To, I know. I need to cap myself. So, but here, my thing is. I know that where I was a year ago versus where I'm at now is completely changed. Sure. And the awareness is different now too. Um, and what I, what I can do, what I can't do varies. Um, some of it's lack of mobility, some of it's lack of skill. I understand. And I'm honest enough to say that none of it's lack of ability. So here's what I will challenge you then. So, Treat it because it's not. This ain't paying your bills. Yeah, no, right. Just, but dude, I need what, it. If what I, I, I won't be I able to pay do, my bills if I don't have it. You know what I mean? Like it, here. Yeah. What I would do is like on the aerodyne bike or like the assault bike. I assault bike. The, the yeah. Assault bike, rogue, we got the rogue. The assault bike or the rower. That's where you can let the wheels fall off. So heart rate's that, gotten very high on those. That's where truly. So the barbell stuff you really can pass out and you really can. I mean, yeah, you really you can hurt yourself. Redline it crazy. But the ones where you're not going to hurt yourself, yeah. it's it truly is like, all right, what's really inside of there? You can really test on the air, the the assault bike or the rower I'll for you, sure. The hardest thing this year, three mile tire run. That's been the hardest thing this year. A tire run? A tire on me for three miles. Dragging or carrying? no carrying running. Oh what yeah, we do that kind of shit, homie. What are y'all doing? You better come show up. What are y'all doing? We do that kind of shit, I seen, bro. Hey, did that? I honked at you on the road. Eight, that we were doing. Uh, you honked at me. We was doing the uh, Murph that day. Yeah. yeah, I honked at you on the road. I was thinking, man, I I think that was him. But you know what? Here's that's why I love sitting down with you because I can be honest. I love that you text me, but at the same time, I was disappointed because I didn't have a vest on because they didn't have a vest up there to fit me, and I didn't have my own. So I did the Murph without a vest, and I felt like a bitch. I was like, he just saw me do the Murph, and I didn't have a fucking weight, weighted vest on. But you know the coolest thing is that is just your personal view. But I'm honest Promise. enough to say that here publicly and say I, I did never, it, but I didn't have a vest on. Look, because I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy that would ever like look down right. at somebody for moving. No, it's just me on me. Yeah. It's me on me. I know you and ain't that, saying shit. Like you, you was giving all full credit. Like, yeah, y'all doing it. I well, was you're probably going to McDonald's somewhere. Man, I was going right back to the house. <laughs> no, I'm I think I got back from a driving job that day. <laughs> I was coming back. Um, I was coming back from a job and I was all dirty. I was thinking, oh, I see you out there. I seen your wife. She, she yeah, running. she had her vest on. So it, it was really cool. Yeah, but there's um, I think it's so important that you do hold yourself to some standard. It didn't have to be a perfection standard, mm-hmm. but. I think in your early, early beginnings, if you don't try to redline it and see what's there, you will miss that. 
because I am not the same. I'm not. And I, as much as it pains me to say that, I'm not the same person. Yeah. And that part of it is just the maturation of you of just cause you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. And that part of it is physically the body is changing and it's a weird thing of the work capacity is pretty high, but the ability to repeat that over and over and over again is lower. Yeah. That's the annoying part is father time wins. Yeah. No, it does. You got to know your limits, but I think that there's still ways to push yourself, whether it be oh, physically, dude. mentally, emotionally. Like, that's another thing. Like, I'm emotional, trying for my all time record of my, my sauna sit. Oh, so yeah. You, you, you you're hard sit. on the sauna. I don't even have a dude, sauna yet. We got you can You can do that. You ain't even moving. You're yeah. just like, all right, I'm not getting out of heat. That's a mental challenge right there. I'm not getting out of heat. So yeah, even, my perfect setup that. is to get a sauna and an ice bath. I have a hot tub right now that like I use for recovery sometimes. Sure, but like you've never had an ice bath? No, I used to do them every day. Oh, uh, oh so my coach used say? to tell I, me. I thought you said you never. No, I you. want one. Oh, you want one? Yeah, the, one yeah. Because I would like plunge? to have a yeah, like I would like to do sauna, one. cold plunge, uh, cold plunge, and like that. I've done that once or twice when I've been somewhere out of town and sure. they had like a spa where I could get to. And I was like, oh shit. They have a like we contrast. Did, they had they had the sauna and the steam room because I like the steam room because you get just you as hot and all that you get just as hot, but you don't have the dry. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's, you're hot as shit. You know I have to put Vaseline in my nose so I don't get a nosebleed. Man, that's being it's, doing it's real so shit. hot. Real shit. <laughs> so hot. I mean, my wife thinks I'm nuts because yeah. I'll be out there. I'm trying to set my my record. I got 45 minutes at 2:40. I'm about to get that thing. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm about to get that thing. That's some heat. Dude, it's so dumb. So one day I'm gonna build one, I'm gonna build one in my house. Yeah, if, where you have like a like a under the stairs or whatever you got. Well, my brother in law has a crazy ass one. He moved to Charleston. Okay, and at, in his house under his stairs he has a door that you go sit in that thing. Okay, it's so wild. You do that and then you get you a cold plunge. Yeah, like something that the hardest thing is you got to put fresh ice in it all the time. You know what I'm saying? No, like I want the I want the bougie one. Yeah, where like it'll stay fresh for six months. Yeah. Now, I don't know how much it costs. Shit, I didn't look a lot, at it. probably. Probably a couple, grand, five grand or something yeah. crazy. No, that's what's up, though. Joe Rogan be trying to hype it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, mean, I don't want Joe Rogan money. But I'm trying yeah, no to, I'm, shit. I'm really am trying to. I've uh, done it, though. I've done it, in the, I've done it in the matter of sitting in a, um, I used to do it from, like, recovery. I would sit in an Epsom salt bath, hot as fuck, mm-hmm. and then immediately go into a cold shower. Yes. That was my redneck version of it for a long hey, time. But it worked. It worked. So that's the that's the thing is no matter where people are in their their journey of this thing, the the tagline is still movement is medicine. Yeah. So that's why I sat a train seven days a week. So I start the stupid watch every day. And I have to do something. Yeah. I don't care if it's I have to push mow my lawn. I need a half acre, and I, I have a ride lawnmower, but just to move, I'll push low. I'll, I will push mow the lawn because it's work. Yeah. And that you can do something that if I'm busted for the day, all right, cool. I just got three miles of walking in, cut my grass. Yeah. So it could be as something as simple as that. And really, hell, it's been 140 degrees out here. So it's like being in the sauna. I just, I think what's what's crazy to me is my work capacity has completely doubled. But also what I'm chasing doubles because you're like, shit, I just ran three miles with the tire and it was 90 degrees. Well, fuck, if I did that, maybe I need to add, you know what I mean? Like, that's what, that's what will fuck you up, you know? But at the same time, progressively, you get used to things. Because I look at people, I'm like, they do all this, but they're not in, but fuck, 
maybe I look better. Do I look better physically than them? They look, do they look stronger than me? Well, fuck, am I stronger than them? You know what I mean? You start thinking about all that shit, and you're like, okay, but they don't, and that's the biggest thing. Like, when the people are like, they don't look like they can do that, and then they smoke your ass. That's the coolest part is you want to be like a rusty shotgun. Yeah. So, <laughs> very unassuming, but every time you pull the trigger, it does it's, what it's supposed it's to loud. do. It's loud. Yeah, it makes it work. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. That's why I told you, man, I used to be a Ferrari. Yeah. Where you go, I know exactly what that is. You know exactly what that, from the minute you see that thing, you go, yep, that one's real fast, and it's going to do exactly, I mean, pulling all the corners. But if it goes off the rails, it doesn't work. Yeah. So, mm-mm. Now, rusty shotgun, every time that you need to do it, you can do it. Yeah. And it might not look as cool. It might got some rust spots here and there. <laughs> you got one, but it still one works. bald tire. It still works. And that you get the job done. Yeah. And you don't require so much stuff to do it. Yeah. And you don't need all the external motivation. Now it's just part of life. You just get up and you do it, man. You get up. It doesn't have to be perfect. You could take it stupid, like you're saying, a tire. You could take a tire and say, you know what? Today, I'm carrying that stupid tire, and I'm going to yeah. carry it all the way over to Brookshire's if you want yeah. to. <laughs> it, that's, a, that's something right there. Yeah, no, I get you. No, I, I agree. Well, look, man, we got to wrap this thing up, but you're my David Goggins, homie. Man, hey, I, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. I appreciate you. That guy is <laughs> – He's on another level. <laughs> that guy right there, if anybody were ever to be aligned in the same way, I would hope that they would speak the same way you just said as yeah. Goggins. I would hope we would be in the same breath. Yes. Yeah. That kind of weirdness where you got to go to that bad place. Mm-hmm. Now, he's still willing to go there. I'm yeah. not willing to go right, as much. Right, right, So I appreciate that. That's a great compliment. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Well, let's wrap this thing. All right, man. Thanks, bro. Awesome.